Welcome back to Race Report, everyone. We have now reached the midpoint, or around the midpoint. We are in the summer break for Formula One. So now I think is a great time to have a look at how the teams are doing. A little bit of retrospective on the first part of the season and maybe some predictions on where the second half of the season is going, eh? Let's get stuck straight in. We'll start at the bottom of the constructor standings with Williams. Now, what can we say about Williams? I had a lot of hope that Williams would move forward. Obviously, they had a decent season last season. Again, moving forward with their new investment. I was hoping to see the same again this season. It's not come off for them, has it? Alex Albon has produced some really good results. There's no doubt about that. And Latifi even had one great qualifying session getting into Q3. But the car just isn't there for them. And honestly, I don't think that's going to change over the course of this season. Very sad for Williams fans, eh? In ninth place, we have Aston Martin. And boy, howdy. I think I, when I did my predictions at the start of the season, I had, <laughs> I had Aston Martin a lot higher than this. Man, it has not been a good season for them, has it? We have seen some decent results, like Vettel's pulled off some decent results. Stroll has also been scrapping away, trying to get the points that he can. But that car is just not great. At the first race in Bahrain, it looked horrible. It looked like the, like one of the worst cars we've seen in a little while. So, fair play to them for turning it around, to, you know, bringing in the updates. Obviously, their wing, especially their rear wing right now, is very kind of innovative and I think we're going to see a lot of copies of that rear wing so it'll be very interesting to see how they use that going forward and see if that improves them massively clearly it's not so far but maybe going forward they can kind of develop it a little bit more their main news does come away from the track though with Sebastian Vettel retiring at the end of the season rather than taking a new contract with them that has allowed Fernando Alonso to move to the team for next season That'll be a very interesting partnership. Paul Lance Stroll, he's going up, he goes up against a four-time world champion in Vettel this season. And now he's going up against uh, Fernando Alonso next season. So uh, he's going to get demolished again, isn't he? Poor guy. In eighth place, we have Alpha Tauri, another team that I expected to be doing much better than they currently are. Let's face it, last season, they were pushing for like fourth in the constructors. They were like best, you know, pushing for that best of the rest title. And I really wanted to see them kick on this season. And they've definitely not done that. They have fallen away. At the start of the season, it felt like they were there or thereabouts, you know, getting a few points here and there, clinging on to those kind of like lower reaches of the points places. And it feels like the development races caught them out a little bit. Teams around them have improved their cars and they've just not been able to. Even Pierre Gasly, who has been a mainstay at like the top end, you know, the top six, the top seven positions for years and years now. He's not there anymore and he can't pull that car into those positions. And uh, it's very, very disappointing for Alpha Tauri fans, it's got to say. The rest of this season will look bleak for them if they cannot turn the developments around. Perhaps they can pull some like knowledge from Red Bull there. On Obviously, their developments have been very good. Now, Fataris haven't, so perhaps they can pull some, uh, like, learning from them. We'll have to wait and see. In seventh place, we have Haas. And you've got to say, having had the season that Haas did last year, seventh place must feel great for them. They had a strong car at the start of the season. 
Although they had like that tricky situation where they had to get rid of Mazepin, they had to get rid of the primary sponsor, they have done a good job in recovering, you know, at least some decent points. Mick Schumacher is now starting to get into the points as well, and we're starting to see that consistently come to him. That's really good to see. They've only pulled in one brand new development, though, over the course of the entire season, which tells you their car was actually quite strong at the start because they've been main maintaining get points throughout. And only one development, and only on Magnussen's car, has happened so far. So pretty strong showing from Haas. Hopefully, they can continue to develop that car as the year goes on. And, of course, Mick Schumacher can also get those developments. That would be nice for him, too. And uh, they can continue to improve that place, maybe solidify 7th. Uh, who knows? They might be able to catch Alfa Romeo in 6th. But I'm guessing this is just the start of their recovery. They're going to look to push on in later years. You know, next year, they'll take another step. And the year after, hopefully, they'll take another step. And then they're right back in that top of the midfield fight. In sixth place, we have Alfa Romeo, and I'm sure Alfa Romeo are going to be very, very happy with sixth place as well. They've been mired in that 10th, 9th, 8th battle for a couple of years now, but here they are, sixth place. They developed a nice car, beautiful looking car as well. I still love just looking at that car on race day. It's a beautiful car, and it goes pretty well. It's been a little while since we saw them at the top end of the midfield. At the start of the season, I think their car was a little stronger than those around them. And we were we were seeing Bottas. Like, genuinely, he could have had a podium at one stage. Um, he obviously didn't get that. And they've not really been in a position for that in the like latter half of this first part of the season. But their car's still decent. They can still score those points. Joe's been pretty good to watch as well. He was He had a lot of bad luck at the start of the season you have to say but he got back into it a little bit there uh, at the tail end so hopefully he can continue his development and Alfa Romeo can continue to develop that car again this is very much a like first green shoots kind of like recovery season for them I'm sure they'll want to be kicking on a little bit more there is a big gap uh, between them and uh, the next team McLaren in fifth place so you know, we'll see if they can recover that. Probably not this season. That's probably a next season thing. But they've done a good job. They'll probably want to hang on to sixth place this season. And as I mentioned there, fifth place is McLaren. They'll be very disappointed with fifth place. They were fighting Ferrari last season, right? And look at where Ferrari are now. And look at where McLaren are. Oh, such a shame. The, th the thought of what we could have had... At the start of the season, though, it looked even worse for McLaren. I mentioned how bad Aston were at the start of the season. McLaren were there as well. They were right at the back looking incredibly slow. And it was like, oh, no, is this going to be the, the new McLaren Honda days all over again? Thankfully for them, it isn't. They have brought some good upgrades. Norris is now a bit more comfortable with the car. I don't think they're performing as well as they'd hoped they would be. The new upgrades in the last i think two races have been very very good so we'll wait and see if that continues on for the rest of the season but again their main problem comes off track right now they've kept it fairly quiet fairly private but it's become a little bit evident now that they kind of want to move daniel ricardo on even though he's got a contract and maybe they're going to pinch oscar piastri that's a point of contention and it's kind of like spoiling the feel-good flavor McLaren really have built up over the last couple of years. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. That's definitely going to be like an ongoing situation over the uh, the end part of the season here. But they definitely want that fourth place. 
That is the fight they're in, and at the moment, they're losing it. And that fourth place team they're losing to is, of course, Alpine. Alpine have actually built a pretty solid car. <laughs> I remember at the first, first part of this season, after the testing, I did my predictions, and I put Alpine way down, simply because I didn't like the look of the car. I still don't. I don't think the pink and the blue works really well. But it's hard to deny that they've built a very good car, a, you know, a competitor that can race for that best of the rest. And uh, in Fernando Alonso's hands especially, it's been incredible. I don't think he's quite got the results that he deserves out of that car. Ocon has been going steadily though, as they've been like picking up these consistent points, which is exactly what you need in a championship as long as the one we've got. Just consistently chipping away, and that's what's put them in fourth place so far. I think that's where I'd end this entry if it wasn't for the last couple of weeks of drama. Again, Alpine are now suffering from this off-track drama that has affected a few teams. Of course, we mentioned earlier that Fernando Alonso will be racing for Aston Martin next season. That took Alpine by surprise. He didn't even tell Alpine until that day, apparently, that he was going to make that move. They thought he was locked in. So in a knee-jerk reaction, of course, they said, hey, we'll promote our reserve driver, Oscar Piastri, and then it'll be Ocon and Piastri for our race seats next year. No problem. Except there was a massive problem. Because Piastri came out publicly and said, I'm not doing that. So now there is a lot of drama surrounding that. There is legal implications also surrounding that. Because now Alpine are going to see if they can legally tie Piastri down into his contract. Which I'm not sure you want to do. You don't want a driver that doesn't want to be there, right? But if they can't then they don't have another driver alongside Ocon. What do they do? So that's kind of the second half of the season for Alpine. It could get quite messy. It seems like it's going to get a little messy. Will it affect their on-track behaviours and their on-track action? We'll have to wait and see. But right now, they're in control of fourth place, and that's where they'll want to stay. In third place, we have Mercedes, and Mercedes obviously won't want to be in third place. They're the eight-time, eight-in-a-row Constructors' Champions. They don't like third place, but considering the car they've had and the car they've got, I think third place is actually very, very good for them right now. Considering they're only 30 points down on Ferrari, they could have second place. That's probably their goal. Uh, their goal is probably to take second place from Ferrari, if I'm willing to bet. Their car... At the start of the season was bad like you know it wasn't bad in like williams bad but it was bad for mercedes and they have iterated and developed and worked really hard on that car you can clearly see it and they've moved from scoring consistent fourth and fifth places because of course a championship is long scoring those consistent points just like i mentioned with alpine is important at the start of the season it was we'll get fourth we'll get fifth you know and we'll scrape along like that They've moved up now and they're getting seconds and thirds. So they have developed the car. They are getting onto the podium now. They're still missing that race win. I think that's coming in the second half of the season for them. I certainly hope it is. And they're definitely going to want that second place. They're going to be chasing that down, aren't they? I'm really happy with actually how George Russell settled into that car as well. Because, of course, George Russell only raced in a Williams in F1. And he was doing very well. You know, that was very clear. But... Mercedes is a step up. You never know how these guys are going to react to stepping up like that. 
and he's done it very very well it has to be said that he's on par with lewis hamilton and uh there's those two seem to be a good partnership right now in second place in the championship we have ferrari and they are the hardest ones to judge i think it was clear from pre-season that they had a fast car very very fast car and coming from last season brilliant they probably would have taken second place honestly because they were you know fighting for best of the rest last season and now they're fighting for the world championship so fair enough you know like they probably would have taken second place but they have such a fast car that you could argue that maybe the championship shouldn't be as you know done as it currently is honestly a lot of issues some consistency some reliability some tactically has all just made ferrari into uh, a, dis a slightly disappointing right we want these fights at the front of the field we want these battles we want to see red bull and ferrari slug it out for the win but at the moment ferrari have just given red bull far too many points and now they're gonna they might fall back into the clutches of mercedes because mercedes are just reeling them in at this stage it's such a disappointment and until ferrari get on top of their strategic errors and their reliability errors i don't think they'll be able to mount a challenge this season i think the championship's done this season they have to get on top of that during the second half of this season though so they can make a consistent fight next season then of course we have our first place team red bull racing and boy what can you say about red bull at the start of the season it looked a little dire with their reliability issues but they quickly got on top of that as a championship winning team would and now they are cruising to the win it looks like they're going to be world champions it looks like max verstappen is going to be a two-time world champion and fair play to them i mean ferrari have brought a little bit of competition but like i said they're not really at the races so you know, Red Bull have maintained a strong position, even got better. They've brought developments that have made their car better over the course of the year. They signed Sergio Perez to a new deal as well. He had a really good run of form for a little bit there, and I thought we might be seeing an inter-team rivalry between Verstappen and Perez for the championship. That seems to have died off now, so it just seems like they are just in control, just have to maintain, keep that reliability up over the rest of the season i think their championship is theirs that's my mid-season review of how the f1 grid has shaped up what do you guys think do you think anybody is going to really like turn the tables here do you think that championship fight is done do you think mercedes are going to get second place let me know all of your thoughts in the comment section or over on social media at race report pod I'm going to keep a few of these videos coming over the summer break just to keep us all entertained and then we're going to get back to racing. So I will catch you in the next one.